Classy Retired Podcast. I'm Joel. I'm Chris. And it's time to get classy. Let's do it. And it's been a little while since you've been on here. It, it's it, it feels like it's been a, a long, long time, <laughs> um, which is, you know, <laughs> I was so ready like a week and a half ago mm-hmm. to like, you know what, I've got some things to say about, you know, this new Wednesday Night War we've got on the horizon. Yeah. And that was an entire <laughs> like championship belt heist ago is <laughs> so, like like the big thing is obviously all out but like yeah you haven't even been on here since we've got an official confirmation of the wednesday night war right and, and like all the stats and who's gonna Which be was, where and blah, blah yeah and it, it's it's one thing if it's you know AEW taking a shot across the bow and just be like you know hey we're we're going head to head with you know with with whatever right it's really this is all wwe's doing like so and I don't remember who, mm-hmm. uh, but somebody like actually got WWE in the record to be like, "Hey, why are you taking this shot?" Yeah, and WWE is very much like, "We are. This isn't a shot across the bow. This isn't a retort. This is NXT has been airing on Wednesdays for five years. This is just that's a channel change." True, they just happen to be going live mm-hmm. on it and going to. I'm assuming they're going to two hours, right? I think they confirmed. <sighs> Did that. they? Okay, I, I'm I feel not like sure. they have. It's like, yeah, they're, you know, on the same time slot, pretty much at the same time that right. they're debuting on a different channel. Right. It's, I and and I've been on this podcast several times, you know, not buying at all. This whole like, oh, we're not going head to head with WWE. We're, we want to be yeah. an alternative. And like, no, no, you are. You're the biggest company, right. ver- you know, and out of the gate other than WWE. You're, you're going for... Yeah. Some jugular there, right? And, and you know, and when you really look at AEW's options, um, it's you know not like they had a whole lot of choice here because you know, like we've stated in the past, TNT has a Tuesday and Thursday night um, commitment with commitment basketball. with basketball, and they knew SmackDown's going to Friday, got mm-hmm. Raw on Monday. It's like it's not that they purposely went out there and be like we're going to compete with this hour long pre tape show right at the time. Well, and this is a good move for WWE. Um, no matter which way you spin it, this is a very safe move for WWE. Yeah. They are putting so if if they win the ratings here, mm-hmm. that's a huge win. They're like, no, nobody can touch us. Our third tier brand with all of our rookies yeah. is regularly beating the closest thing we have to a competitor. If AEW is winning this, it's very much a, well, well. Of course, this is our third tier with all of our rookies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it makes me really wonder on uh, and how and much they, like they the even have the thing where they can say like, you know, well, yeah, they're you know in the ratings, but that's because everybody's watching on the network. Two point one million subscribers. We're still winning, right? And that and and that's. Something that I'm interested in and how big of a dip are they going to see as far as weekly network viewers because NXT is kind of their most consistent thing every week. Um, so I would be interested in seeing those numbers because really like the value of having the WWE Network took a little bit of a dip in my uh, eyes. Be- I mean, just uh, on, a, on, a more, so. on a consistent basis. Like the NXT is their most consistent thing. Yes, but you have to pay... For a month at a time. This isn't a, right. you know, if you're buying, you know, one week, you're buying all four weeks yeah. of the month. I'm not saying the network is completely useless now. Like, you know, clearly it's a good value when you consider, like, all the pay-per-views and all your, all the alternative and everything. But it, it 
I don't know. Part of the the uh, mis- I don't want to say mystique. I don't know what the word is, but like part of the the prestige. The, yeah, of the network was like they've got this really great wrestling show every week. Yeah, but that was I mean that was an actual show in other countries and was on Hulu right. this whole time. I the the network is the network is the pay per views. Yeah. Um. Everything else is nice and supplementally. Mm-hmm. Um. But of the 2.1 million subscribers, I would guess that 1.9 million of them right. are getting it for the pay per views. Sure. And as long as the pay per views show up there once a month, mm-hmm. it is worth it to hang on to that for once a month. Um. You have that group that like gets there, you know, mm-hmm. re- renews it for WrestleMania, and they try and time it out so they can, like, squeeze in another pay-per-view. Like, yeah. you know, you get it, you know, at whatever date, so that there's two that fall into your monthly trial. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, the, the amount of people who just get the network so they can watch NXT, right. don't care about the pay-per-views, don't care about any of the documentaries, mm. And they're now thinking, well, I can get rid of this network. Yeah, that's just because small piece of the pie. Yeah. I can watch it on USA now. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's that's negligible. Sure. Um, and really, I, they can really just put NXT UK, you know, not not necessarily in that s- slot because they want that, you know, that time slot for the local audience in the UK. Um, but that can be the the network flagship weekly show. Now, right. Yeah, you, you can know? make that argument. Right. Um, and it makes it, it does raise a few questions that I don't think have been answered just yet. Um, what does this mean for takeovers? Like, because if they can, they treat it like it's legit third brand and it's part of the draft and everything, they're mm-hmm. going to want to include it in WWE pay per views, right? Um, which I think that would be a mistake. I really like takeovers having like NXT having its own thing, mm-hmm. and plus, if you add a third brand to a monthly pay per view, then you're just going to see a more um, crowded a more crowded card that they are already over. Yeah, you know, there's too many matches on every pay per view. Yeah, it's, so I I would keep it around. I would keep it mostly the same. And I, it makes me wonder if um if they're not going to outgrow full sale. I think it comes down to how they are branding NXT right now. We can pretty much agree they have an A brand, C, B brand, C brand with Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Mm-hmm. According to WWE, they have two A brands and then a C brand. Right. Um, with, you know, Raw and SmackDown being equal, and that's just not the case. But that's how they're marketing it. Now, if they market it as we now have three A brands, then yes, NXT is going to get folded in and continue to crowd up those Sunday night pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Or... I mean, we've talked about we are probably five years or less away from just having a two-night WrestleMania. Yeah, um, and I mean, I mean, this next January is going to be the f- you know first time we're basically going to have a two-night uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's safe to say that they're going to have to have like a two-night WrestleMania at this point. Well, and, and that's well, and that's what TakeOver really is, just on a smaller scale. Right, but but once you break that barrier where you're like, yeah. the biggest WrestleMania ever, two nights, da-da and da-da, yeah. um, then it's very easy to dip your toes into two-night SummerSlam, two-night Royal Rumble, and that that's what TakeOvers almost are. And so yeah. like then you start two-nighting six of your shows, and oh, look, that's the number of 
Saturday, you know, takeovers you had. Yeah. Not a crazy outlook. No, it's not. Um, so, it, you know, it's going to be real interesting. They start on uh, USA in a couple weeks now. Um, and I believe by the time they run out of what they've already pre-taped, then that should be the, unless my math is wrong, the first live should be the same week that, or the same day that AEW's debuting. Their fir- no. Oh, it's not? Their first live is, mm, the first live is the fi- 18th, isn't it? 18th is when they're debuting. I yes. don't know if they're going yeah. live. I believe that they are oh, going they are? live okay. at that point. Well, then I did my math wrong. And so. that's why I'm on a wrestling podcast, <laughs> not a math podcast. That is... Well, the wrestling advertisements have been talking well, about way. them going live on the 18th. Well, either way, getting, you know, like a, what, a two, three week, ad, you know, advantage starting ahead of time of AEW. And I, you know, their strategy in that is they're hoping that the casual viewer will be used to watching NXT live on Wednesday nights by the time AEW. Now, that is absurd in the DVR age, but. Yes. You know, that's what they're hoping as far as I, the in, uninformed. I can almost predict for you, beat for beat, yeah. episode one of live NXT. It's going to oh. be a pretty big deal. They're going to yeah. pull out the they stops. They don't have any competition. Yeah. Um, they're going to have you know something on Raw and on SmackDown, the two nights leading up to it, yeah. of be sure to tune into NXT because of X, Y, and Z. Um, then episode two is going to be fine. They're not going to pull out much. It's right. going to be kind of run in the middle. And probably, they're going to end it yeah. on a massive cliffhanger where probably, like, I don't know, Becky Lynch is going to show up and be like, I'm in NXT, you know, yeah. or Seth Rollins, I'm in NXT now. Because AEW, it's October 2nd, right? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, that's two weeks. That third week is when I'm expecting them to really pull out all the stops on mm-hmm. NXT. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Roman Reigns is on that episode. <laughs> yeah. He may not be part of the NXT roster, but he'll be on that episode. He'll be on that episode. It, 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 it's like you know that there is discussion of the legitimacy of um, like how, how likely is it they're going to get The Rock to show up on the first episode of SmackDown. Right. Um, and it makes it makes me curious because, you know, they've been last – uh, a couple nights they've been promoing SmackDown for next week and just showing clips of the Undertaker. Not saying what, they're just like <laughs> next week, bong, and like, and that's pretty much the end. Right. I don't know what in the world they have up their sleeve. Um, man, if if WWE could shell out some Saudi money and bring <laughs> back some legends for NXT, I promise you they've thought about it. Yes. Well, I mean. We complain about like all oh, the legends and all the nostalgia hits and da 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 da. Yeah, like a legend show for NXT would be pretty great because <laughs> it's oh everybody we liked <laughs> that we've watched get wasted away. Yeah, on the main card. So sure, let's bring back NXT legend Kevin Owens. Who well, that's still the and they could very well have an NXT reunion episode. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put that past them. Yeah. Uh, it just everyone that we love the most with NXT, even guys that like was there for maybe a cup of coffee and then went on to the main roster, like are technically NXT. And like, all right, look, hey, look, there's NXT legend Alex Riley. Okay. You yeah. Know, they, they, I wouldn't put it past them to pull out all the stops, especially in the first probably few weeks. Right. Um. But that being said, I'm not going to watch that week live. No, you're watching. Like, AEW. It, it's going to be you know. 
it's supposed to be a historic night for the world of wrestling. I'm not going to watch NXT live. No, I understand. Um, like, watch it later. <laughs> I will watch it later. This I will probably what, enjoy it. This is what DVR is for, even though it's not on the network. Mm-hmm. There's still other ways to watch it on demand. Um, but but why on earth, if you are any kind of a, a yeah. wrestling fan, especially that first episode, like right. that first on October 2nd. Just to say that you saw it. Right. Like, it's, it's not even a who's going to have a better show. Like, like you don't want to be that guy. I'm like, yeah, I watched the first episode of AEW's weekly show, which we still don't know the name of. But I watched the first episode of AEW's weekly show on DVR. Like, mm-hmm. no, like, you're that's, yeah, everyone's going to say that. Like, yeah, I watched it for the third time on DVR. What do you, like, okay. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know. It's again like AEW keeps, you know, claiming up and down that they are not competing with WWE. They are just they're doing lies. their own thing. Lies. <laughs> and very very polite lies. Like, like I understand. Right. Corporate speak everybody and synergy and, and, it, and blah blah blah. And that message has been clear from Tony Khan all on down. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE's competing. Yeah. They're like you know, pretty much they're saying AEW can be as polite as you want. We're competing. Well, I mean, no, because WWE is is saying the exact same thing. Yeah. No, NXT well, sure. has been on the but the air actions for five are saying years. otherwise. Well, yeah, AEW's actions are saying this. We're not competing. I broke this chair that looks like a Triple H thrown with a sledgehammer for funsies. That's just that's Cody. <laughs> it's that's Cody going rogue. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it, that's the vice president of the company. There's a billion of them. <laughs> it's fine. Like, no, it's. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, we got Brett the Hitman Hart to come unveil our title? That's just because Ric Flair was in the hospital. <laughs> it, everybody's competing. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and, and I think most people who have been willing to go on the record for this, who aren't spouting company shill stuff, are saying things along the lines of, like, no, we want both things to succeed. Yeah. Wrestlers who love wrestling are yeah. very excited for this world of wrestling. And why wouldn't you be? Mm-hmm. There are two people who are willing to compete, you know, write competing paychecks for you. Yeah. If you are a wrestler right now, you want both of these companies to be massively successful. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, this this us versus them mentality. And and that and that's going to be a thing that I don't think we're ever going to get from the, you know, from the Monday Night Wars where like you're a WWF guy or you're a WCW yeah. guy. That's not going to be a thing. I mean, it, there, there will be some small factions of people on the internet who want to do that. Well, yeah, I mean, we're already I'm, starting to see that. Yeah, um, but I, I think most people are going to keep track of what's going on on both shows because it's very easy to do. Yeah, um, and it's definitely easier than it was in the late 90s. And, and it's going to be the thing where you're like, you know, no, I'm not tuning in to this because it's three hours and Monday... And I'm just and and then someone will say, "Hey, such and such." I'm like, "Well, I'm tuning. I'm going to check right. that out." Mm-hmm. Um, because you have that option. You you know, the once upon a time it was, "Hey, such and such happened on Raw." You're like, "Oh man, I watched Nitro that week. I got to yeah. be sure to watch you know Raw next week." Right. And that that's not. It's like, well, cool. I'll watch that. Tell me if something cool happens again. I guess. Yeah. Um. So I guess with that, we probably should move on to All Out. Yes, all out W not AC, AEW's. Th- this is gonna be a thing. AEW's. Too many acronyms. Um, 
biggest show to date. Right. This is arguably their WrestleMania right now. Right. Just because um, it's in August. <laughs> it, yeah, and, you know, it's kind of at the site where it all, the idea of it all started. Right. Um, this is, this is for all intents, but this is all into we changed the name so we can trademark it. Right. Uh, and, and Tony Khan has said something along the lines of he would really like to do a a big show Labor Day weekend in Chicago every year. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think that would be a... That's a, a great call. It, it really is, because, you know, it's one of the best wrestling towns. It kind of harkens back to, you know, um, Starcade, mm-hmm. you know, taking place, if not in Greensboro, somewhere in North Carolina, you know, for years and years. Yeah. Um, well, and that's what, I mean, Madison Square Garden was, yeah. you know, WWE for a long time. Mm-hmm. They did WrestleMania every 10 years in Madison Square Madison Square Garden yeah. until they literally just got too big for it. Right. Yeah. And then went to New York for 29 <laughs> and 35. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the show overall, I thought was an improvement. But, you know, even just from a tactical standpoint, was an improvement over uh, Five for the Fallen. Um, this, it wasn't perfect. I, okay. I, I do want to say this. Um, I, there are a lot of people who are very much ready to crown AEW as the savior of wrestling. Right. This is what we've been waiting for. Poo, 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 crap on WWE. Everything is sanitized garbage. This is real, raw, visceral wrestling. Yeah. Headshots, la, 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 la. And are thus not willing to call out or critique yes. things yeah. about them. When and, and, and it's the kind of like, they have pyro, uh, so they're willing to do this. They're not cheapskates. Yeah. So, I need to vent a little bit of frustration about some very basic camera mistakes. Right, and, and see, and and it, it's the, a point that a lot of wrestling fans lose sight of, and this is a production that's very much in its infancy. Yes. You know, and we're going to see growing pains, you know. And, and there are some stuff where it's like, okay, well, this seems a little obvious. This is a mistake they shouldn't have made. Okay, I... See, and, and that, that's what I'm talking about, like that, yeah. oh, it's in its infancy, it's growing pains excuses. Okay. I, I, I'm i not saying that's wrong, right? but I am saying you are less than a month away from a national televised deal. Yeah. You you have arrived. Yeah. Um, and th- this is a thing that I'm going to start expecting of NXT very yeah. shortly. We, we had this thing where we gave NXT a lot of rope. Yeah. With like, hey, this character's not really working, mm-hmm. but they're still working on it's it. Their they're, development territory. Yes, it's their probably. developmental territory. We're mm-hmm. watching this develop. We, this is almost like DVD special features. Yeah. We're like, oh, we're getting to see them create this character. Okay, but now... Now you're, you're, you're on a, a actual yes. network. You, you are presenting yourself yeah. as the real deal, as the complete thing. So with that in mind, you would expect something a little bit more polished. With, with that in mind... You you can't use the excuse of we're learning and growing right. pains to shy away from the criticism. Right. The the to react to the criticism of you are right and we are working on that mm-hmm. is a very different thing of this is still a work in progress. It's not a work in progress. It's on TV. Right. Um. You. It, it's a work in progress in that everything is a work. In progress. Raw is a work in progress. Raw theoretically should be better 
two years from now yeah. than it is right now. It should continue to grow and be a better show. Right. Any running TV show, it should be a work in progress. The NFL should be developing newer and better ways to present their product. Yeah. The and and the obvious example is the XFL camera that they yeah. stole. Like the yes, but you, if you are too busy arguing about like why it's okay we made these mistakes because right. we're learning, mm-hmm. um I think that detracts from these are things to work on. Yes. Um there is somebody calling the shot saying, go to this camera, go to this camera, go to this camera. Yeah. Um, they messed up several times. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and again, nothing show-breaking. Nothing like... Nothing uh, that ruined the experience. Right. Yeah. Um, but there were definite crossing of the 180. Yeah. There were definite moments where the wrong camera captured a high spot moment. Yeah. Um, there were these mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are production mistakes. Yeah. You are putting on a show um, and that needs to be worked on and addressed. If you put on the greatest in-ring wrestling in the world mm-hmm. and I have to make mental jumps to figure out what's going on yeah. because of poor production, it doesn't matter. Right. No, you, yeah, you can have the <laughs> you can have the best match that you've ever seen in your life, but the camera still works. Then who know? Then who's seen it? Like right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, I will say I think the uh, buy-in kickoff show, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. it was probably one of their better ones. I will okay. So so far, I will say that again this content for my. That's what I'm saying. AEW very politely saying, we're not here to compete. We're here to do anything. They they are competing. Yeah. And one of the things that I think they're doing is saying, oh, these pre-shows are silly garbage. This is how you put on a pre-show. Yeah. And it was a fantastic pre-show in that the matches on it meant something. Yes. Um, There were stakes involved in every match and consequences. Um, So there was a very easy buy-in to get invested in these matches other than, hey, thing A is fighting thing B. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically any one of those matches, there were two matches, right? The tag team and the, the women's Royal. Royal. Mm-hmm. Um, either one of them could have very easily been a main show match. Yeah. Um, neither one of them were match of the night, but none of them felt like playing it safe or and neither felt like a chore to watch. Right. Like a lot of WB's pre-show matches, you know, where it just feels like everyone's kind of going through the motions. Right. I, and it kind of gave this impression of if you don't tune into the pre-show, you are missing something. Yeah. You are missing a chance to see something entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I very much think that was a conscious decision of, they're, they're also selling a pay-per-view. Like WWE is yeah. not really selling pay-per-views anymore. Yeah. There are, a little bit. That's kind of what the paper, the the pre-shows are. Is like, hey, go ahead and buy the network, see the rest of this. Yeah. Um, AEW has a much harder task of saying, hey, please shell out fifty dollars to watch the rest of this. Right. So there's a lot more writing on their pre-shows. Yeah. Um. Overall, um. Well, I I I, I really because I know they're going to crown a tag team championship soon and then mm-hmm. doing like the first round or people competing for first round buys and if you think about it that's really just the first round anyway because they're still fighting an extra match um I'd yeah uh, yeah but i mean they're not they're 
They're dead. Now they get to sit out a round. Yeah, but they had a fight to get it. Yes. So, it, it, so essentially, it's their first round anyway. No, because the loser now the loser isn't out of the match. The loser goes right. into the first round. And I guess they have a, an extra match. Now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They are. They are definitely skipping a match in the, you know, in the ladder. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fine. Just took my what I thought was a good point and just stomped. It's a, a bad point, <laughs> and I've proven it. Um. Who do you think out of the the few tag teams you've seen so far? Who do you think is a favorite? Um. And I'm not even really counting the Bucks and the Lucha Bros because they feel like they're just kind of doing their own thing until the weekly show starts because then I, the, then that's when right. this whole tournament starts. Um, are the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers in the tournament? I think so. I do know. I think episode one, they've already said that the um, private party is going up against Young Bucks. Okay. Um. And I want to say that would probably be the beginning of the tournament, or at least that's when they start like coming forward with better, with more details. Right. Um, if if not those two, which very easily could be, mm-hmm. um, I think it would be a mistake for anyone but the Lucha Brothers <laughs> at this point to win it. Um, I okay. So if not them, I would probably say Jurassic Express because they've got a ton of momentum behind them right yeah. now. I will say that. This is the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers have fought each other, what'd they say, six times, five times in 2019 alone. Right. If they had five more matches in 2019, yeah. I'd be fine. No, this is their like, this is their version of Usos versus New Day. It it keep but better. But right. much better. But I'm I'm just saying, like, that's a feud that went on forever and you know, there was some time where they stayed away from each other and then went right back into it mm-hmm. and we didn't care. It's not like, you know, Cena and Orton where we've seen a billion times we got sick of it. Right. Um No, they they could put they are putting on different exciting innovative matches again and again and again and again. Exactly. Like just when you think you were starting to get sick of it, WWE put them in a hell in a cell match, you know. Right. And it was one of the better matches of the year. Um so that that being said they could fight nine more times, and I'd love it. Yeah, they do need to start integrating them into yes. the tag team. That's division. why I'm like when I first started thinking of who should be the tag team champion, I wasn't even thinking about them because like because they just seem to be off on their own island right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. Like very soon they need to integrate themselves with the rest of the tag teams. Um, In the tournament's a, a fine way to do that. Yes. Now, <sighs> Young Bucks is an obvious. Oh, they should be the champions, the tag team champions. Um, they, they have to walk a tricky line because there are one, two, three, four names who are the, the vice president, the, we have creative control over storyline kind of guys and are also in kayfabe, the top tier competitors. So they can't lose a bunch. Right. Or this doesn't make sense. They can't win a bunch or, oh, this is preferential self-booking. Right. So it's a... I think people are starting to starting to kind of feel that way about Cody <laughs> right now. I, I mean, and it, it's, it's, it's a very tricky line to walk, and I don't envy them no. having to walk that, mm. um, especially because... It's bad enough if there, was, if there was one guy in the company that was in that position, but let alone there's like four or five. You yes. Know. Um, they're also all faces right now. Yes. Um, Vince McMahon, when he started booking himself, booked himself as a great heel yeah. and was, you know, ju- and that was 
a different thing yeah. entirely. But I could see that changing with this whole Kenny Omega losing streak thing. Yes. Possibly. Okay. Kenny Omega is clearly being booked as an underdog right now. Yeah. Um, which you can get away with only because mm-hmm. most of his prolific stuff is from Japan and probably people have heard about him yeah. more than seen him. Yeah. And so... But people who are familiar with his Japan, uh, his, his Japan stuff is just... Yeah, and him being an underdog is just completely absurd. Uh, but but that's what they're doing, and yeah. I think they're going to pull it off slash get away with it, depending on yeah, if, you know, how you're viewing they're it. They're putting the work into it. They just need some f- finer touches that I think will take care of themselves in the weekly show. Yeah. Um, he's also done a great job of putting people over, specifically he had Chris Jericho match and a uh, what happened just Pac match. Well, sure, and uh, the Shima match at uh, Fight for the Fallen, like, you know, that's another person that was people in the United States were not familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, and he, you know, put the guy over. Um, and they did announce that at the Full Gear. Uh, by the way, by the way, I do not care for that name. No, I know. Um, they need to stop naming uh, naming their pay-per-views after. Wrestlers aren't cars? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They need to stop naming their pay-per-views after being the elite jokes. Yeah. Because this comes from the whole full gear challenge thing that they're doing with with uh, Hangman Page. It's just like, okay. Okay. That, it, it was fun for you guys, but you've got an entire audience that are trying mm-hmm. to, you know, that are scratching their heads about this. I made, I made a comment about this to you guys on the night, but your, your hashtag is now AEW full gear, which... Written out looks like awful gear. Yeah, <laughs> which is just a comment on all. As a podcast called Classy Ring Attire, if we want to talk about awful gear, yeah. which probably should have been a segment on this for three hundred episodes now. And really, if you're you're gonna call a show or have the name Awful Gear, you already have a tag team you can give that name to, mm-hmm. and that's Angelico and Jack Evans. Because dear lord, their neon <laughs> gear is awful. Okay, but they won me over that match. Maybe you did. Maybe they won you over. They didn't. There's, they still got, they still got some work. No, that I mean, and that was a very, again, everybody, and and that's a really big thing for me, for this show, um, and I would say for AEW right now has this advantage of, they are the stay hungry, have something to prove, show here, mm-hmm. um. Everybody came on this show with something to prove. Um, And we talk about Kenny Omega portraying this underdog. And one of the reasons they're going to pull it off slash get away with it is that everybody's an underdog on this show. You're going up against the Goliath of WWE. Yeah. Um, Everybody is coming to this with something to prove. Mm. A lot of people... This is the biggest platform they've ever wrestled on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the most eyeballs that have ever seen 85% of these wrestlers. Yeah. And you make a name for yourself, you make a statement on an AEW show, your, you know, booking prices mm-hmm. can skyrocket. It, it can change your life in a way that a lot of these guys never considered yeah. because they never had a real shot at WWE wasn't interested in them wwe is sitting on talent that they have nothing to do with yeah um so 
yeah, I, I think a lot of these people are approaching this show not like a paycheck, but like a career alterer. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people approach, you, you can see it in a lot of WWE matches. This is, uh, and I don't even mean this in an insulting way. They, they, they go out there, they do their bit, they entertain the crowd of the night. Yeah. But they are not wrestling the match like that match could alter their career. Right. Everybody on All Out wrestled like, like their the outcome of that match yeah. could make or break their career. Yeah. Um, and, I, and there's a lot of stuff like that. I really wonder how long they're going to keep that up. I, I don't think they can. I think no. that is a... And it, that's more of like a fresh-out-the-gate momentum kind of thing. Right. Kind of like how I'm, you know, I keep wondering how... How long are they gonna like keep selling their shows out? You know, right? Like, you know, surely there's going to be a show that is going to be the first show that isn't sold out, and it, it just, it, I really wonder when that's gonna be. I mean, one thing is they are not getting arenas that WWE no. gets. I mean, the only <laughs> one like ten thousand seats is nothing to sneeze at. Like, no, the only one that. Um, only arena that they're doing that is a WWE quote you know arena was is their first one in DC, mm-hmm. um, and that's the same one that I went to in the WrestleMania Go Home show, uh, and that is a giant stadium, you know. And the fact yep. you know, and of course they're going to sell that one out. It's their first episode, but I I appreciate that they immediately started going to the smaller ten to twelve thousand seat venues, right. um, still selling those out, but just that's them kind of knowing their limits and not pushing it too well, far. Well, and, and you control the narrative that way. Yeah. Um, as long as you can, you know, say, you know, live in front of a sold-out arena, sure. you're live in front of a sold-out arena. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yes, yeah, so you can be like, live in front of 10,000 fans, ignore yeah. the 30,000 empty seats because 10,000 fans. Um, and it I, can just, a, I can appreciate that they're also going to, you know, cities that aren't typically, you know, Cities that get big shows or weekly show like Charleston, West Virginia. Like I mm-hmm. can't tell you the last time they had a that WWE's had a show in West Virginia. Yeah. Or, you know, one of the flyover states or something. Like it you know, and stuff like that I can appreciate and I I'm interested and curious to see what other type of cities they they hit up, you know, as they gradually work their way over, you know, throughout the country. Um so I guess we should talk about the main event. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, we'll get to the true sure, crime sure. aspect in a second. Yeah. Focusing just on the main event. Yes. Uh, Hangman Adam Page facing Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho comes wins. Yes. Is crowned the first mm-hmm. AEW champion. Um, good call, bad call. Uh. Good call overall. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, either way, I felt like they that either one winning had some positives to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, having Adam Page win would have you know really shown like, hey, we're doing things differently. We're not going with the established guy. We're not going with the the, the name that everyone's heard of. Here's this this guy that we believe in. Um, happens to probably I don't think he's a EVP, but uh, he's probably pretty high up in the company <laughs> but, anyway. But he's friends with one, right? Um. But at the same time, I understand and I can appreciate why they had Jericho win. 
he's a name. Yes. He's a well, very well-known name, especially in the wrestling community, especially to the lapsed fan, which mm-hmm. they have said from the get-go, that's their, that's who they're trying to hook. Right. If you tell them that this company just started and their new champion is Chris Jericho, it's going to turn some heads. I, I think whether you want to personally and emotionally say good call or bad call, I think you can step back and say objectively understandable call. Yeah. I think, like you said, the the fact that Chris Jericho is the household name that they have. Yeah. Kind of maybe Cody. Um, but you you kind of like... But you have you, to add Rhodes in And there. he doesn't have Rhodes right now. Like, yeah. you got to be Cody Rhodes, yeah. you know, son of. Yeah. Add all that in there. But no, Chris Jericho is the name. Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho is what they have to say, hey, come and watch this. Chris Jericho is the champion. Yeah. Especially when you are going into your weekly show. You need people to tune in week after week after week after week. Yeah. Um, and when wrestling and wrestling fans come in cycles, um, yeah. even most of you listening to this, you watch it in cycles. There, there are stretches of time where you're not watching every week. Even if you're paying attention to what's happening, even if you always listen to the podcast, always check the news, always do whatever, you're going in waves. There are cycles where you're I am sitting here watching old boy Monday night there are times where you're like yeah but football <laughs> like, like yeah. it's it's a watch during the commercials kind of thing yeah um you it comes in waves and when and, and this isn't just a you know get people to tune in October 2nd they have to tune in every week yes and so having a champion who people know who you can three weeks from now you know Somebody's going to hear about this for the first time. Like, oh, there's another wrestling company? Yeah. And their friend can say, yeah, Chris Jericho's champion. And they mm-hmm. can say, I remember being a child. Let's watch that. Sure. And Instead even, of who? Yeah, like name recognition is is absolutely the key here. Because even like the other former WWE guys who were a big name in WWE can't use their WWE name, so they can't even use name recognition. You know, it's more of like, right. who's John Moxley? He used to be Dean Ambrose. Oh, I remember. And then, you know. Well, and and those honestly aren't even, you know, the, the, Dean Ambrose is not a memorable sure. name to the lapsed fan. We are right. talking about people who, like, who know Triple H and The Rock and Stone yeah. Cold, who probably in the last decade can name you John Cena. Yeah. Because, oh, he does Everywhere. movies now. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to address very specifically okay. <laughs> Baron Corbin. Okay. Um, because Baron Corbin sent out a tweet saying something to the effect of, "Do you know this tweet?" <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> yeah, I I saw it. He he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but he basically said, "Hey, you're all complaining about WWE relying on nostalgia acts and using old timers, mm. and AEW is doing the same thing. You don't know anything, bunch of hypocrites." Blah, 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 blah. You think you know the business, you don't know the business. Blah, 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 blah. And he has been echoed by, a, you know, some people calling out Chris Jericho as being yeah. a bad choice because it's the WWE choice because it's the old has-been attitude era guy instead of, up, you know, new and fresh faces. And I very much, very much disagree with that. Yeah. Because when I am complaining about WWE and their champion choices. I am not complaining about it being older guys. Yeah. Um, 
I am not complaining about it being nostalgia acts. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to throw your champion on these, the, your championship on the biggest names in the business. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, they're kind of old. It's a, you know, fixed sport. Right. <laughs> like, they can figure out a way to do that. Mm-hmm. You throw it on the right charisma, the right enjoyable, okay, maybe they can't win a physical, blah, 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 blah. That is not the complaint. No. And to think that I'm complaining about older guys, nostalgia acts, getting the title mm-hmm. at certain points in the year, that is ridiculous. That is not what it is. My problem is when your champion is not on your show. Yes. <laughs> for weeks at a time. Yes. It's when these nostalgia acts and these older guys mm-hmm. are on the show five times a year. Right. And that shows you, like, when Goldberg or Brock Lesnar wins the Universal Championship and they're not on the show, that goes to show you that, oh, they're doing it for a paycheck. Yes. Not for any other person's... Uh, Benefit or well-being, but their own. And uh, you know what? Now, I, don't, I don't care that you're doing it for a paycheck. Brock sure, Lesnar has been up sure. front since day one that he's here for money. Right. <laughs> but it's just showing you like how these things are different because when Chris Jericho ha- is your champion over here at AEW, mm-hmm. that is a you know rising tide you know raises all ships kind of situation where he has his championship and is going to be there as often as they possibly can have him on there. To elevate an entire show, yes, and, and, and yeah, that is to the and, benefit and the of like, everyone. I I don't I don't care about like Chris Jericho. I mean, it's nice that Chris Jericho seems to care about the fans and sure. blah de blah. Um, but like, <laughs> I don't want like if when a plumber comes to my house and is like, I'm really just doing this for the money. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm really just do- paying you because I want this fixed. Right, like. You, you, Brock Lesnar does his job really well, right? I, and that's why we complain, we complain, we complain. The bell rings, and I'm a giddy schoolboy for 20 minutes while Brock Lesnar's in the ring. Uh, 20 minutes seems long, but okay. <laughs> when he does his job well yeah. against Daniel Bryan, against AJ Styles, yeah. against Braun Strowman, like like, yeah. When he puts on a great match, and I'm oh boy, tee hee hee, I'm loving this, right? Uh, because Brock Lesnar does his job well. Yes. Um, he shows up, he does a good job, and he gets paid for doing a good job. Right. The people who are doing bad jobs mm. is WWE, who is creating a bad product with a bad storyline mm. by handicapping their entire show with by te- by putting their championship off. Yeah. Um, AEW is not doing that. If Chris Jericho was doing this for the paycheck so that he could go on Fozzie tour in a year and he needed to pay for that to tour. Yeah. If that, and if he was upfront about that, yeah. he's like, I'm done with wrestling. I, it's it, no joy for me. Yeah. This is not my passion. I love my music. Mm-hmm. I am doing this to forward my music career. Yeah. I am. I, that's why I want money from you. Yeah. But he puts on matches that are entertaining. Yeah. Um, if he, and is there, Playing the character yeah. that he is being paid to play. Yeah. And and then it is a good creative decision for AEW as a whole to make him a champion. You have a uh, heel champion that people want to fight. <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. Well, like, that's what he is. He is a heel established thing. You immediately have a reason for any and every face to want to face him. Sure. To want to challenge him, to want to rescue that title, mm-hmm. to want to 
be the legend killer who beats Christian. Like there, it's very easy and yet still compelling storylines that you two can pick and choose from. Yeah, you have nine options, all of them good mm-hmm. for what you want to do next with this. Right, and that's good forward thinking storytelling. Yeah, and you know it's it's you know again it is up to AEW on how they portray. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have part-time guys, it's up to them how they want to portray them, and it's up to them on what they do with their championships. Yes. So it, it's you. As long as they they have a storyline reason for things, then they can get away with a lot. Side point: They should have part-timers. Yeah. Everybody should be a part-timer. I can't yeah. complain about these part-timers taking up time on one hand, and then talk about. Oh, wrestlers should be taking a third of the year off every year. Yeah, on the they other have hand, an off season or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, th- yeah. They there there should be part timers. There should be shifting and rotating rosters. Mm-hmm. Um, the but the point is what AEW is doing to create a full and cohesive product is not a bad call for Chris Jericho to be your inaugural champion. Yeah, um, I agree. And you know, like him, hate him. Don't care about them. Whatever you want to say, the fact that Chris Jericho is putting time into this product is one of the biggest statements AEW has to say we're a real thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Jericho, great choice as your first champion. Uh, probably want to hire somebody else to take the belt from from show to show. <laughs> and that's our transition into the true crime part of the podcast. <laughs> So Jericho's belt got stolen. Yes. Uh the way that it apparently went down, correct me if I'm if I'm misunderstanding this. Um Yeah, I don't know how it went down. I got so confused on that like l- incorrect luggage bit of the story. Right. Um so a uh, Jericho landed in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's when he took the photo of him with the belt in front of the jet. Yeah. Um and apparently this limo was more or less a shuttle service mm-hmm. that he sh- he was shuttled from the uh, airport to Longhorn Steakhouse, mm-hmm. which it's okay, I guess. <laughs> Not a huge fan. Um, turns out Longhorn really has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but it was in the police report, so it's the narrative right. now. So with that limo being a shuttle service... I'm guessing someone else's luggage was in there. I don't know why, but Chris Jericho grabbed the wrong the wrong bag, mm-hmm. um, and I'm guessing he realized this, and I that's when the limo came back, mm-hmm. and the AEW championship was not there. Uh, the uh, police was notified, and they swept the airport, could not find it, and filed a report and everything. And that this all happened Sunday, okay. so Jericho hasn't had the championship twenty four hours. hours. Um, we found out about it uh, late last night. Yeah, but essentially, like over Labor Day weekend, that's when we find out the police report was filed. Um, and Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning, it was found. Wednesday morning, it was Tallahassee police, right? Yes. Tallahassee police make a post Mm -hmm. that it has been found and post a picture of a police officer holding the belt. Yes. Uh, Then something like a few hours later, 
That post is removed. And I, it might have even been sooner than that. It might have been a matter of minutes where they took it down. Maybe. Um, and the the guy on Twitter who's a local reporter who was like the first one to like tell everyone like, hey, they've made this post. It's found. He was then like, well, they've taken it down. And when asked for a comment, uh, a representative from the police uh, said that they were unable to uh, say if that was the championship. Mm-hmm. And it is an ongoing investigation. Or it's, at least it's still open. And didn't say anything for a while. <laughs> then they posted a very vague police report. Um mm-hmm. With a lot of like a lot of blank spots on that report, uh, and then eventually, it was around that same time, AEW posted that same, like, posted a screen grab of that post that was deleted, saying like, "Hey, they found it." Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know who to believe here. So, okay, so most likely boring, yeah, um, answer to what's going on here mm-hmm. is they did find it. Yes. Um, however. You, once you find a missing thing, obviously that doesn't close the case. Was this a right. case of mistaken bag? And Did somebody steal a thing? Yes. Do additional charges need to be pressed? More detective work needs to go into this. Right. And some probably like PR person jumped the gun. Right. Not willing that, not knowing that there were, you know, they're wanting to roll this out a certain way or something. Um, also, that reporter did follow up not too long ago, spoke with somebody else in their police and um, said that essentially uh, someone found it on the mm-hmm. side of the road. Jeez, all right. Which is they, you know, this is a twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollar, you know, championship belt. Um, someone found it on the side of the road, turned it in, um, and they're basically asking for more information. Yes. Okay. So uh, yeah, ba- basically, it's not closed yet. Um, yeah. And and that honestly adds credence to it was stolen. Yeah. A championship belt. Um, yes, twenty thousand dollars is what they say it's worth. You can't really sell that. <laughs> no, <laughs> because when you go to a pawn shop, and you're like, I'd like to pawn this genuine championship belt, and they have to say, How did you come across this? You can't be like old family heirloom from my grandfather, right? Because this belt debuted two months ago on Double or Nothing, and you know, because originally they, I believe someone said that they had listed it. As something worth over a hundred thousand dollars, which is you know, basis for uh, grand larceny, mm-hmm. which is a max of thirty years in jail, if you know caught. Yeah. Um, but the only people that are would be willing to pay anything in the thousands for this championship belt are people who know what it is yep. and they they know its significance and there's a good chance they know the police are looking for it. Yeah. Uh, so it is basically worthless to anybody hoping to flip it for some fast cash yes um so yeah thrown off to the side of the road maybe he had some cash in the bag that was more enticing um but but that is basically what is realistically happening um they are still trying to investigate what happened but chris jericho will have the title on october 2nd when he walks out on tv (laughs) yeah um it was just such a crazy morning and afternoon. Yes, it was an entertaining story to follow. Yeah, um, <laughs> including like Jericho posting a video on his Twitter Instagram. and Instagram where he was just like, "I blo- oh, yeah." And he's again like, I don't know how we're supposed to take him seriously. Like sitting, 
shirtless with a scarf in a jacuzzi. He's like, worldwide investigation. I mean, we're not supposed to take him seriously. <laughs> He's a cartoon character Hence on a cartoon show about how he lost his championship <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so it, it's been an interesting. It's been, it's been a fun PS to the, the all out journey. And I mean, it gets AEW's name out there more. It does. I mean, and I would not be surprised if this is very quickly rolled into a storyline of why he does not deserve the title. Sure. Just I mean, somebody's promo and is they're going to reference this. They're going to have so much fun with this on being the elite. Yes, you know it. Have they said anything about is being the elite continuing completely untouched, like I, they with the same regular schedule? Yeah, they haven't said anything the same about creative it. control. I guess so. They haven't said a word. All right. So, all right, we'll see. And interesting to note, someone did not point out that Marty Skrull's uh, Ring of Honor contract is up in November. Well, we'll see what that... Because you, know you know what a villain would do? <laughs> Steal Rob a, a limo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got anything else this week? Uh, no, that's it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, at Sierra Tire, where we live tweet when it's appropriate. It's about to become more appropriate. There's just a lot of wrestling coming so up. So much wrestling. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, anything you want us to bring up on the show, send that over to our email. That's classofringattire at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. Uh, easy way to follow the podcast. Subscribe there. Give us a rating of five stars. Uh, easy to do and helps out the podcast as far as iTunes ventures go. And if you're listening to us on InsidePulse.com, leave us a comment on there. We'd love to hear from you. We're also on Facebook. Easy way to follow Chris. Easy way to follow myself. See what other kind of things we're working on. Yep. Until next time, stay classy. And huzzah. Huzzah.